Welcome to K-Pop Pillow Talk, the podcast that goes into your favorite fantastic K-Pop fan fictions. I'm Millie. And I'm Tay. In each episode, we read and discuss a chapter or a one-shot from an erotic or fluff fanfiction featuring your favorite idols. Hard and soft stands alike. Let's just go there. Quick disclaimer, all these works are purely fiction. In no way are we insinuating any real relationships between these idols. So please, continue at your own risk. Welcome back to K-Pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. And I'm Tay. We're doing something a little different. A little different, and this happened on accident. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's on accident, but it's also something that we had been planning to do eventually with the podcast, which is read a whole fic, like, over a few episodes or, like, do, like, seasons. Yeah. Um, Tay, why don't you go ahead and tell them why we're doing this? Okay, so uh, the plan was to look for a new girl group and to read some one-shots from them. So Millie pitched, like, G-Idol, and so I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I'll look for some G-Idol one-shots. I sent messages to a few authors and no response, and then I finally got a response from Wattpad user Pale Blues. Mm. And that's like all caps and it's P4LEBLUES. Their name is Kelly. So, (laughs) um, and Kelly was very excited to hear that we wanted to read from her work, Oh My God. Mm -hmm. And upon first glance, I usually look at the table of contents. And if it seems like a one shot, then I'm like, okay, cool, it's one shots. Or if the title says one shots, this one doesn't. It just says, Oh My God, and then G Idol. But then the table of contents looked like one shots. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I messaged Kelly and then Kelly was really nice. And I was like, awesome. But then I'm looking at her right now. I'm like, oh, wait, this is a full (laughs) story. Um, And I'm not going to back down because it seems, first of all, I'm assuming it's based off of Oh My God. Which is a top tier K-pop. Yeah, exactly. So Millie and I discussed it and bet. Yeah. So, as a trial run, since we're not used to doing a whole fic yet, like, this is the first time we're doing it, one of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to post the whole thing pretty fast, like, in within a week or two, just, like, every other day or something like that, or we'll space it out. It just depends on how long it takes us to get through each chapter. Yeah. This has 13,000 reads on Wattpad. Nice. So, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, we're going to start with Prologue 1. Mm-hmm. Billions of years ago, God fought Satan in a long and terrible war. Oh. <laughs> God won an imprisoned Satan spirit inside a ruby from which he could not ever escape. God was weakened by the war and could no longer rule heaven. So... He decreed that once every thousand millennia, an angel would become the host of the Holy Spirit and rule in replacement of him. The angel was chosen before a thousand millennia had ended. The chosen angel was by far the strongest and smartest and was blessed by God with many gifts. She was the angel of music. However, as her time to rule grew closer, she did the unthinkable. She fell in love with another angel. Mm. Crazy. (laughs) All right, prologue two. Please... I'll do anything. No, take her to the queen. This is all a mistake, I swear, hear me out, and no buts, your majesty. Here is the angel. No buts, your majesty, here is the angel. John Soyun. Soyun looked up at the queen with fearful eyes. Mian, please, do something. You know that I wouldn't do anything of that nature. I was just supposed to be queen. Come on, do not, commanded the queen. Try to talk yourself out of this. Your silver tongue will do nothing here. Soyun took a step back. 
Look, Mian, do not call me Mian, she said. Her beautiful brown eyes were now pure white, burning with anger. I am the hand of God, and you have no right to speak to me in this way. And these are in bold. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Soyeon took a step back, her arms shaking with fear. The realization of her situation hit her. The Holy Spirit chose Mian. Mian? Mian pointed a finger at her. A white-hot flame burst from her outstretched fingertip and landed on Soyeon's hand. As she stared at it in amazement and fear, she began to burn. By the will of God, you will be judged. She only watched as Soyeon burned. The heavenly fire scorched her arms and blocking out her face. She didn't flinch as the saints dragged her away, crying and screaming to the edge of heaven. A single tear fell from her eyes as she watched the angel who loved her fall. Abmino pectore. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Latin. Yep. Kelly said Latin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the, the phrase in the song, though, right? In oh, my oh God. yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Oh, yeah. So, Millie, who's your bias in G-Idol? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my bias in G-Idol is Sujin. Yes, and mine is Soyeon. <laughs> All right, so next is the intro, and it's just a character list. Yeah. So, main character, Shuwa, child of heaven. Sujin, child of hell. And then side, Yuki, child of heaven. Minnie, child of heaven. Mion, child of heaven, and then Soyeon, child of hell. And then Kelly provides like a little, what is it called? Like a guide of like words, I guess, and like what they mean. Mm. So it's like saint. An index? Yeah, an index. There you go. Um, saint. <laughs> or a glossary. Yeah. But at the beginning. Saint, a lesser angel created by God. Angel, a higher being created by God. Devil, a lesser demon created by Satan. Demon, a fallen angel. Whoa. Chapter one. Shuha. Morning, Shushu. Hey, where are you going? Sorry. Shua sprinted through the market, her soaking wet wings trailing behind her. Hmm. Although they were weighing her down, she continued running, pushing herself to run even faster. Slow down, Cheryong shrieked, flying around haphazardly. Shua quickly glanced behind her to see the younger spiral into a random stand to the horror of the saint managing it. How can you even run so fast, panted Leah, who was flying alongside her, a little steadier than Cheryong. Oh my god, I love the presence of Itzy here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> grinned mischievously at the Angel of Innocence, several millennia of practice fledgling. Shua winked at Leah, who looked at her confused, and flew straight into a water fountain. Shua! Shua smiled, climbing the steps that led to a short building built with marble and gold. As she reached the top, she leaned against a pillar and wrung her soaking hair out. What took you so long? A voice wondered. Shua looked up in surprise and saw a fledgling hanging upside down from the ceiling with her wings wrapped around her like a bat. Shua groaned. You are the angel of light. You're obviously the fastest. Yuna smiled cheekily as she unwrapped her wings and fell, landing on her bare feet. Yeah, but you could at least put up with some form of a fight. Yuna would be an angel of light. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Why don't you try running the whole way, you? Hey, we made it! They turned around to see Cheryong and Leah tiredly stumbling towards them. Cheryong had flower petals and leaves strewn all over her hair. Twigs stuck out from her outstretched wings, and a huge smile lit up her face. Leah, did you go for a swim with Shuwa? joked Yuna. Shut it, complained Leah, tightening her signature high ponytail. Come on, fledglings, class is about to start, called an elder from inside the building. And that's my cue to leave. Bye, babies! Shuha spread her wings and took off. 
She flew above the little villas and houses before gliding into the open window of the biggest one. Morning, Mion! Mion smiled at her. Good morning. Where have you been? Brought the babies to school. I'm going to change and get back to the market to help them fix the stand Cheryang knocked over. All right. Wait, why are you soaked? Shua rolled her eyes, laughing. I blame Cheryang. I was flying over the river when she lost balance and knocked me again. Well, I have to leave to the hall now. See you later. She waved at Mion. After she left, Shua grabbed a dark cloak and hurried out of the house, quickly soaring towards the edge of heaven. Just like how there are entrances to hell in the mortal realm, there are also gateways to heaven scattered around the surface of the human world. They were more well hidden than the gateways to hell, but they still were there. Some of them were rooted to a specific building or temple, while others were one-way entrances for holy beings to come down from heaven to do God's will. They were usually invisible to all except for angels, and usually were placed in churches or holy buildings. The entrance Shua had found was a cave that was almost invisible if you weren't looking for it. It was white, with various inscriptions and runes carved on it in gold. Since God hadn't commanded any angels to leave heavens for eons, gateways to the mortal world were mostly forgotten. It became an escape from reality for teenage angels who wanted to see how mortals lived outside of their books. This practice was, of course, illegal and could be punished by being cast out of heaven forever, but the angels risked it to spend a few hours, sometimes a day, with the humans, which were so familiar yet foreign to them. Listen, we're not that special. <laughs> I, know. I don't think it's worth being cast out. <laughs> oh, jeez. After covering her snowy white wings and head with the cloak, she stepped to the entrance of the cave and appeared in the mortal realm. She stepped onto the streets of London and narrowly avoided a horse-drawn carriage. Watch where you're going, shouted the driver, spitting in her direction. See, we're not that special. <laughs> she nodded and hurried to blend in with the crowd, pulling her hood lower to cover her face in hope that no one would notice her. As the angel of youth and eternal beauty, the last time she came down to earth, she was called the witch because of her pale skin and was almost burned at the stake. Oh. <laughs> Thankfully, she managed to escape before they could go through with the punishment. She turned down the road and ducked into a bookstore, where she spent minutes going through descriptions of books in awe. After selecting a book or two, she handed a few gold coins she had found by the entrance of the cave and left, having a strange, unshakable feeling that she was being watched. After stopping at a store that sold various charms that were meant to ward off evil, but in reality didn't do anything, and another shop to purchase what the humans called crystals that projected rainbows when a light shone on it, she quickly headed to the church, knowing that if it was a devil that was watching her, it wouldn't be able to follow her in. Besides, there was an entrance to heaven in the church, and it was about time for her to head back. As she stepped through the gate, she heard the soft, almost inaudible sound of feet landing on the rocky ground. Oh no, it's definitely a demon. Not daring to look behind, she took off towards the holy building. She pushed the heavy doors open to find a sermon taking place. <laughs> All eyes were on her as she dashed down the aisle, knocking a few ushers out of the way and accidentally shoving an old lady out of the way as she ran as fast as she could. Don't look back, she thought. Don't look back, don't look back, don't look back. She heard the gasps of the church attendees as they noticed the demon that was chasing her. They obviously didn't know that she was an angel, and probably thought that a demon was targeting a random civilian. The thought of that made her smile as she was reaching the end of the aisle, recognizing the strange shimmer of the wooden cross that signified a gateway to heaven. Not so fast now, are we? She taunted, knowing that the demon was slowing down the closer Shua got to the cross. Mm -hmm. Well, it was nice talking to you, Shua smiled, doing a little fake salute as she grasped the wooden cross with her free hand and disappeared. Shua stumbled out of the cave, bumping into a taller angel with long brown hair. Yuki, she exclaimed, enveloping her in a hug. 
It's nice to see you, Shushu, said Yuki, looking distracted. Look, I need to get through there now. What's the rush? I can't find Minnie. Ooh, and that's the end of the chapter. Mm. All right, so we have some character introductions. Shuha, rebellious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Itsy's here. Itsy's we didn't know here. they were going to be here. I'm so happy they are. I love that they're like baby angels. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter two. Sujin. Sujin was annoyed. The blood on her wings had long since dried and had turned into clay-like consistency that coated her flight feathers, making it hard for her to fly. Oh. So I can't fly properly now? Of all times, she thought, annoyed. I'm so far away from the closet entrance. Oh. <laughs> closest entrance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far away from the closest entrance. What am I supposed to do? Walk? She stood up from the grass and walked to a clutter of pebbles piled by the side of the garden, admiring the flowers that grew on their way there. Even though she was a demon, created for pure evil, she cherished and admired beauty and strived for perfection. Mm -hmm. She picked up a sharp one and began scraping the dried blood off her feathers. After what felt like hours of boring work, her ears perked at the sound of a twig snapping. She whipped her head around and came face to face with a human holding a pointed stick. She sighed. How many times must I say that those sticks are useless? If you useless humans want to challenge me, at least challenge me with a proper weapon. This is just pathetic. As Sujin talked, she stuck her hand into the chest of the man and pulled his heart out. We don't waste hearts on idiots. Well, I don't. <laughs> Carrying the still-beating heart in her hand, she straightened, tossing the pebble away. The hellhounds would love your heart, by the way. I'll take that, she smiled playfully, taking the stick from the man's corpse. She struck the stick on the ground hard, and it morphed into a short dagger with a silver blade and black runic inscriptions carved into it. The hilt was wrapped in leather, and the blade shone under the light of the sun. Now this is a weapon. She tucked her dagger in her belt, plucking a white rose from a nearby rose bush and carelessly watching it wither in her hand. By the way, I know you're there, she commented, knowing that there was another human behind her, hidden and ready to strike. Launching herself into the air, she flew away, the withered remains of a once-perfect white rose landing on the ground beside a woman weeping for her dead lover. Oh. I know. Ooh. <laughs> As Sujin flew past towns and cities, she noticed a fire falling from the sky. She was intrigued, not seeing such a thing before. Is this one of the human's dumb inventions, she wondered, speeding up to have a closer look. When she got closer, she realized that it was a person, not just any person, an angel falling from the heavens. A new demon, she thought excitedly, about to reach out and catch her before remembering something. If I touch holy fire, I'll burn too. She decided to follow the angel down and see where she landed because she was bored and had nothing else to do. <laughs> Falling besides the angel, she watched as the angel's wings burned away, the angel's face barely visible through the flames. Sujin's eyes grew wide when she saw the angel was looking at her. Help me, she mouthed, a tear slipping from her eyes. I can't, Sujin mouthed in reply, spreading her wings to land softly on the ground as the angel crashed into the earth, sand rising around her as she was covered in blinding light. Sujin covered her face with a wing, shielding her face from a wave of dirt. The flames flickered out and Sujin lowered her wing, taking in the scene in front of her. The fallen angel was curled up in a fetal position on the ground, dirt and blood streaking her arms and bare shoulders. Blood? She really has fallen, Sujin thought. Where her wings were, there were burned and black stumps. Her arms were scorched black as ash, and her bare feet and shoulders were cut and scraped from the contact with the ground. She opened her eyes, staring into Sujin's dark and soulless ones. It hurts, she whispered. Sujin squared her shoulders. Okay, my name's Sujin. What's yours? She winced as she shifted one of her arms. Minnie, do you need help getting to hell, or do you want to die here? <laughs> 
A few angels had refused hell, despite being outcasts of heaven, and had died the same day. Since this was the first fallen angel Sujin had ever seen before they made it to hell, she was curious to see which Minnie would choose. Minnie lay silent for a few minutes before answering in a voice slightly louder than a whisper. Hell. For Yuki. She opened her eyes, staring at Sujin. Do you know the way there? A few minutes later, Sujin was carrying Minnie in her arms, her body warm compared to the cold wind blowing against her as she flew. The fallen angel was silent, her head turned to look at the scenery that passed. Every now and then, she would stare at her burned hands, and Sujin would feel her stumps twitch. Then, she would sigh, and continue staring at the horizon. Sujin grew tired of the silence and decided to speak up. "'What's heaven like?' Minnie licked her dry lips. "'Perfect,' she said. "'But closed, like a fish in a bowl. "'The ground was paved with gold,' she slowly continued. "'The houses were marble. Everyone was happy.' Sujin was puzzled. If everything was good, why did you fall? What did you do that got you kicked out? Minnie winced. I... I fell in love. Half an hour later, they landed by a bridge in Chinatown. A demon sat on the edge of the bridge, ripping petals off a rose one by one. Hey, Tame, Sujin called. The gatekeeper of hell rose from sitting position. It's always a pleasure to see you, Sujin. Going down? Taman asked, picking up... <laughs> <laughs> Picking up a three-headed staff that was lying beside him, his horns shone under the dim sunlight as he stretched out and tapped the surface of the river with the staff. I- I've seen him before, Minnie quietly said, not taking her eyes off the demon. Minnie, this is Taman, the gatekeeper of hell. He's a fallen, just like you. You'll want to watch this, she told Minnie. Taman fixed his cat-like green pupils on the fallen angel. Minnie, Minnie winced. Hi, Taman. Taman exhaled. Well, it's about time. The water shimmered where the staff touched it, and tendrils of red expanded from the place, turning the water the color of blood. If you just dive into the water without Taman letting you in, you'll just hit the bottom of the lake, unless Satan decides to save you, Sujin told Minnie. But Satan wouldn't care, so that's that. The river was now blood red, the riverbed no longer visible. Ladies, called Taman, gesturing towards the water. Come on. Sujin spread her wings and flew above the water. After Minnie dropped in, she followed in suit, immediately feeling the heat of the sun disappear as she hurtled downwards. She smiled as she landed on the dirt floor next to Minnie, who was sitting on the ground. Sujin patted her on the shoulder. Welcome to hell. And that's the end of chapter two. I wonder why falling in love is such a bad thing for angels. Well, I mean, it's a bad thing for idols. So you would think, yeah, that's what people would naturally do when they're writing fics. Wow. (laughs) That just took on a whole new meaning. Right? Wow. I mean, why else would they... Why else would, like, every fic make falling in love some dramatic consequences for it, you know? Yeah. Hashtag let idols date. (laughs) (laughs) All right, chapter three and last chapter for this episode. Minnie. Yuki, let's go. But what if we get caught? Don't worry, I won't let anything happen to you. I promise. Climbing through the window, Minnie quietly ran into the room and started squishing the sleeping angel's cheeks. The angel stirred, blearily staring at Minnie. Huh? Yuki sleepily mumbled, rubbing her eyes. Minnie smiled. Good morning, Yuki. Oh, it's you, Yuki yawned. Come on, let's get out of here. Taking her hand, Minnie dragged her out and leaped out into the night air, leading her towards the east where the sun still hadn't risen. What are we going to do? Yuki sleepily questioned, a yawn escaping from her mouth again. Minnie turned to look at her. You'll love it, you'll see. She pulled Yuki down, landing in a small clearing by the edge of heaven. 
The grass was soft on their bare feet, and a small sheet was spread out on the ground with a woven basket on it that she had left there an hour ago. Yuki covered her mouth with her hands, quietly exclaiming in surprise, "'Happy six months, Kiki!' <laughs> Minnie whispered. "'Oh, happy six months, Kiki!' Minnie whispered, leading her to the sheet and sitting down, pressing her forehead against her girlfriend's. Reaching behind her, she pulled a small object from the basket. "'This is for you.' "'For me?' Yuki cradled the tiny figurine in her hand, her eyes wide in awe. It's beautiful, Min. I saw it at a market on Earth and I thought of you, so I got it for you, she blushed, scratching her head. Yuki used the tip of her finger to softly stroke the head of the minuscule angel model, admiring its delicate features with shining eyes. I want to spend all eternity with her. I don't care if I'm breaking a law. I'll do anything to make her smile, she thought, unable to take her eyes off Yuki, who sat up, rummaging in her pockets. This reminds me, I got a present for you too. It's nowhere as beautiful as what you gave me, but I hope you like it. She pulled a small box from her pocket and handed it to her, gently closing her hand over it. Open it, she whispered and stared into Minnie's eyes. A small smile slowly spreading across her face, Minnie slowly opened the box. The box was slightly smaller than her palm and was lined with red velvet. Inside the box was the most perfect string of gems Minnie had ever seen. She gasped, her eyes widening. This is too much. Yuki was already fastening it to her wrist. Nothing is too much for you. Minnie kissed her nose. Do you know that I love you so much? I know, Yuki smiled, and I love you too. They sat in comfortable silence, Minnie pulling drinks out of the basket. Yuki suddenly patted her on the shoulder and pointed. Look, the sun is rising. Time skip. What happened? Minnie? Minnie sat up, her face pale and sweaty. She breathed deeply, trying to calm herself down. There were many benefits of being the angel of the near future, and dreams of the future were one of them. She could manipulate the future to some extent, given the situation and timing. The problem was, however, that she could only see events 12 hours ahead of her and couldn't pinpoint exactly when the event would occur within the 12 hours. However, this time was different. They're coming! Yuki's expression was that of pure shock. Now? Yes, Minnie exclaimed, thoughts running through her head faster than Shuha could run. She stood up, folding the sheet of she stood up, folding the sheet as she thought. We can't outfly them, and the closest cave can only fit one. Everywhere else is open and they're sure to see us. There's only one way. Minnie's head snapped up. Yuki, grab the stuff and fly to the cave now. I know another hiding spot and I'll meet you here once they leave, okay? She nodded, picking up the basket and urgently flapping her wings. Within seconds, she was out of sight. I'm sorry, Yuki. Minnie bowed as the masked guards landed slightly in front of her. The queen has ordered your arrest for engaging in a romantic relationship with another angel. You were spotted with another angel earlier this morning. How do you plead? She hung her head. Guilty. There's no use fighting back, as long as Yuki's safe. She didn't resist as they bound her hands and lifted her into the air, flying her to the palace. As she left, she could almost hear Yuki calling for her. I expected more of you, the angel sighed, shaking her head. The various accessories in her hair glittered under the bright lights shining from the ceiling, and Minnie could see her sad expression from her seat high in the air. Minnie winced, not looking Mion in the eye as her voice turned steely and serious. No one can help me now. Yuki, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry, Minnie. She finally met Mion's eyes, now a burning flame replacing her originally black pupils. The holy fire will determine the truth. May the Lord be merciful. Mion closed her eyes. By the power of God, you will be judged. 
Minnie was rooted to the spot as the spark landed on her forearm, instantly scorching it. She dumbfoundedly watched as the flame traveled up her arm and to her body, burning brighter than anything she had ever seen. Take her away. She barely registered the pain as the saints dragged her down the spotlessly white hallways of the palace. Minnie drifted in and out of consciousness, blacking out and waking up only for the world to spin and fade into darkness. She finally opened her eyes to see a saint snatch the bracelet from her wrist. You won't need it anymore, sweetie. She opened her mouth to say something, anything that would make them give it back, but no words came out. Don't worry, the pain will be over soon. Licking her dry lips, she tried again to speak, failing miserably. Her mouth tasted like ashes, and every breath felt like inhaling pure heat. No. What's that, dear? Give. It. Back. A look of pity briefly crossed the saint's face. I'm afraid I can't do that. Besides, it's for the best. Goodbye, angel. A light push on her back sent her tumbling off the edge. The next thing she knew, she was weightless. The wind was wildly whipping her hair around as she fell. The fire burned even hotter than before, and her wings... She couldn't feel them anymore. I'll find you, Yuki. I promise. Somehow, I will. I'll find a way. And that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's dark. What a beginning. I know. (laughs) Jeez. And this is why we wanted to get to this point. Yeah. We wanted to read fix like this. Yeah. I want to know, like, the inner workings of fans' minds, Mm -hmm. and talented writers' minds, because, like, wow. (laughs) The detailing, Mm -hmm. the storyline, the plot, I, like, wow. The choice of characters. The choice of characters. Dude, I am, like, (laughs) afraid of Queen Mion right now. (laughs) And I love the idea of Taemin being the gatekeeper I know. (laughs) Just, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it just makes sense. I haven't been the same. Like, this this fic <laughs> caught me when it was made clear that Yuna was the angel of life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you right, that you right. so early. Oh, my God, I know, but, like, it sucked me in. I was like, I'm here, I'm here for this. I was I, just happy my bias wasn't an angel outright. I was yeah. like, Sujin is not an angel. Yeah, no, this makes total sense. I wonder, like, if any other idols are going to make an appearance mm-hmm. in this. I mean, they have to. Because Taman totally took me by surprise, yeah. as did Itzy. Same. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Me neither. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of K-Pop Talk. Yeah. You can talk to us at K-Pop Talk all one word technically <laughs> all lowercase on instagram or twitter mm-hmm. rate us mm-hmm. on whatever listening service you're listening on that allows you to do so yes we'll see you next time i'm millie i'm tay <laughs>